Welcome to the Guitar Almany Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. So we're here with Dale Cavanaugh, and she plays guitar. And how she plays guitar, she is such a great, great player. She's wonderful. Um, Dale, I have to tell you, one of the one of, one of the most memorable Columbus Guitar Society concerts that that uh, that I've ever enjoyed was was yours. And and I've seen all of them. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a lot of them. And and yours really sticks out. And I had a wonderful time. And it's good to see you again. How are you? I'm I'm very well. I'm very well. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in Germany. Where in Blue Germany sky, are you? Very rare. <laughs> <laughs> where where in Germany are you? I'm um I'm in a town called Iselon, where we have okay. a guitar festival. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a guitar festival there. Yes, it's um, <laughs> it's my husband's it's his hometown, so oh, wow. um we know everyone here and are able to use the facilities of the town for our festival. So yeah, we live here and it's close to uh it's about forty minutes from Dusseldorf, an hour from okay. Cologne in that area of Germany. Nice. Yeah. And and did you guys start the Isolon Festival? Is that is yes, that, your baby? that festival? We certainly did. Yes, 30, 29 years ago. Wow, awesome! I know. And when when do you usually when does that usually happen? Um, it happens. It goes with the um, uh, the holidays of the okay. school in Germany, but we're trying to now establish it to always be the last week of July. Okay. But it used to be movable uh, forward or backward a week or two, so it was hard to say. But we're going to try and keep it constantly the last week of July from now on. And did, did you guys hold it uh, this year or we last did. year? We did. We had it oh, this good year. good for you. Wow. We had everything. Um, yeah, it was uh, every day there was a new rule from the city okay. telling us, you know, with masks, no masks, this space, that space, that's not allowed, this not allowed. Uh, but we made it. We got through everything, and we—it was a smaller festival, but it was fantastic. We had a fantastic time. It was great. That's yeah. great. Did you do it last year, or did you do it like a virtual thing last year? Last year, year no, we yeah. let it. We let it go. Yeah. 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 We did actually a gala concert where a lot of the performers from last year that were in G in the Germany area uh -huh. came, and we everyone played 10, 15 minutes. Um, in a but big concert that actually happened and they opened it up a little what, what when was that it was 220 in the summer yeah. um, they tried to open it for a few weeks and we managed to just get in there and it was you know very 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 strict but uh, yeah yeah it was, it was a very great evening it was really moving everyone was just thrilled to play and to see each other and yeah. that was at the beginning though right was, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just um, yeah. Never, no, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knows what's going on now. But like that no, was yeah. That no, was, no, no. It was a strange time. No, but we're used to not sure. knowing what's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you, you and your husband are are a duo, correct? Mm -hmm. And that's the the, that's the Amadeus duo. The Amadeus guitar okay, duo. Great. I, I don't do any research for these, and that sometimes that's it's pain, painfully I'll obvious. I stick my foot right in my mouth. You know. <laughs> And uh, and how how long did, did were you guys a, a couple before you were the Amadeus guitar duo, or were you the Amadeus guitar duo and then became a couple? Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> we were actually the Amadeus guitar duo, and then we became a couple. There you go. <laughs> that's yes. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started professionally, um, and yeah, Thomas had been in another duo, and they decided not to continue and they split all their concerts 50 50 they had 80 concerts that year and so this wow. guy thomas kirchhoff called me up and said uh 
shall we try and play together? I didn't know him. So it was sort of like an audition. So we went and played together. And then he offered me 40 concerts. Yeah, I, that's, okay, that's hard to turn down. Know, <laughs> and then eventually, yes, we became a couple. And eventually oh. we got married. And we have a beautiful daughter who's now 26. No, no, she's not. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, do you remember when you were in Columbus? Because she was oh. she was little then. Oh my gosh! Wow, yeah. I didn't realize how long ago that was. She's twenty. Well, it doesn't matter. Because time is time. Is, what is time? Yeah, <laughs> something that passes by. That's what it is, <laughs> without me noticing. <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. That's great. And where were you when when he when he called you and said, "Hey, I've got got a little." Oh, I was living in Cologne. You. I okay. studied in Switzerland with Oscar Gilia. Oh, okay. and then um, I ended up in Cologne, and well, if I tell it all, I, I um, <laughs> was married to a very fantastic guitarist and teacher, Hubert Keppel. For oh, a few okay, years. I did not know and that. He brought me to Cologne, okay. and um, that didn't work out. Although we're still very good friends, and uh, I needed a job, I needed more concerts, so this sure. is why I decided to go with the duo concerts and I really enjoyed playing duo and then yeah. I like playing duo solo quartet everything yeah, every right, yeah. possible combination with guitar is just enjoyable next week I'm playing at the Koblenz Guitar Festival cool um, and I'll be playing with the singer okay Yagola songs nice. so everything is fun yeah that's awesome so in, in so you were studying in Switzerland yeah and but you're you're a Canadian person, are you not? Oh well, I also studied in Canada. I studied forever, like many guitarists <laughs> do. The longer you study, the less you know. You're not faced with reality for a long time. Study until you're 55 if you can. <laughs> I, I sometimes, yeah, I sometimes I think, it, yeah, uh, I want to go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> I I my. My study was all over the place. I started, I'm from Nova Scotia, so I started oh, okay. at, uh, um, first at Acadia University, then at Dalhousie University in Halifax, and then I went to the University of Toronto, okay. and then I went out west to a fantastic school. They were all fantastic schools too, but Banff School of Fine oh, Arts yeah. fantastic. was um, really life-changing because it was a school built on just a master class system, so uh -huh. you had to audition to get in to be good enough to be able to play in these master classes. And I was the only guitarist in their winter program. So I was oh, there God. two years, but I had master classes with string quartets and pianists and oboe and every oh, instrument fantastic. you could imagine, which I think was very, very good for me. They couldn't talk about guitar technique, but they could right. tell me when my line was broken and like right. what is going on there. Right. Um, which was really good to train my ears for, yeah. especially phrasing. That, and, that, that, and that explains a lot about your playing to me. Now it, it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So, it, was, it was really, really great experience. And, and then I went to Switzerland. And then I stopped studying. No, that's not true. We study our whole lives. Every so. day, hopefully. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and who, who did you study with in Canada, in, in Nova Scotia and Dalhousie? Um, well, uh, in Halifax, there was a man named Carol Van Fagelen, who okay. had been in Toronto. He immigrated from Holland, and he had been, he's been to many Segovia master classes, followed okay. Segovia all over the planet, but he met a Canadian woman, and he loved boats, so he moved to Canada to live on the sea in Nova Scotia. Oh my gosh. And that was also good luck for me because yeah. it's really there was really no classical that, guitar before he was that, there. That was gonna be my next question. Is like is yeah, there, is there a big scene really in Nova Scotia? <laughs> and then in Toronto I was with Ellie Kastner. Okay. And yeah, in Banff I was with yeah, all the many, many great musicians. Yeah. Oh, um, that's fantastic. Excellent. So and in, in so you've been you've been living in Europe full time for for a long time now, then, huh? Well, I've been living in Europe as as a base. I, you know, I've been traveling for the last thirty five years. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been back to Canada two times to live. 
Okay. But I always bounce back to Europe because, okay. well, I've been teaching at a university for 25 years. Sure. What university is that? Uh, Musikhochschule in Detmold. Okay. In and yeah, that's also been very fun. Right. And what's, what's the system like there for, for a job like that? I mean, is it, is it similar to what goes on in the States or... Um, is it, is it a full-time thing or are you teaching all sorts of different stuff or are you just teaching? No, um, I, I had a job that was only teaching guitar. Okay. So, and I, it wasn't, um, completely full-time. Right. So it was because I didn't want really full-time because right. I was traveling too much and, uh, it was, it was a, it's been a perfect job. It was yeah. one day or two days a week. Okay. And if I was on tour, I'd um, do workshops to make it up. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the school really supported that we went out to perform. Right. And I was still very responsible for my students. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> I was, I, I love teaching. It's, yeah. it's great. And and how far away from you is 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 Demont? It's about an hour and a half. Okay. Do, yeah. do, do you drive or you take the train? Both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I my first job over here was in the city of Dortmund, at the okay. the University of Dortmund, and that's why we lived here. It's only twenty minutes drive from our house. Okay. Yeah. But then they they did a renovation of all the music conservatories and universities all over Germany and decided to close some and they closed down that school, which I will never in my life understand because oh. it was really, it was really important to have that school there. It might've not been, uh, you know, historically the oldest university of music in Germany, but it was a place where they really needed to offer students yeah. music at a university level there. But instead, they got rid of the conservatory, and then they made a very fine orchestral institute. By doing that, they got rid of guitar and all the exotic instruments, and they still <laughs> the other ones. But we, know, we won't go into politics here. Will we? <laughs> so that being the case, they saved my job and sent me to Detmold, which was okay. the main... Um, university. Some they have. It was a satellite. Dortmund was a satellite university. Okay. So. And are these, these are all. These are like state sponsored. These are state sponsored yeah. schools, and they're um, the system's a little different in the states in Canada because they were never um, connected to a university per se. It was a music oh, conservatory, okay. like Curtis or Julia. Yeah, they're all like that. Right. Yeah. But not anymore. Now we okay. have bachelor's and master's and concert ex um, PhDs and doctorates. Okay. And then they are connected to a university that's in the area so that they okay. can get their other courses that they need for their program. Okay. When did that change? Not so long ago. Yeah, so that's a recent um, we, thing, yeah. That, I, I can't even remember because time, just, I don't know what the time <laughs> is Let's say, I don't think more than 10 years ago. Okay, yeah. Huh. Was that, do you think, what was the reason for that? Was that to conform more to To conform standards? to the world and international yeah. level. Sure. I feel I had a fantastic education over here. When really? I went to Switzerland, when I studied with Oscar yeah. and at the Music Academy in Basel. It was yeah. stunning. It was great. But it was not acceptable if I wanted to go and get a job in the States or Canada really? was not um, recognized because it wasn't a, an official master's or bachelor. Really? Interesting. Yes. And that is just, just ac actually wrong because I got a great education, but it's just right. a different system. So sure. now they're trying to make, or they, they try to make everything as an is, is that something that you, you were thinking that you wanted to do? Did you want to come back to? This side of the world. Well, once I got a career, I was a, I was, you know, once, uh, like with just with your credentials, yeah. you couldn't apply for a job. But if, of course, in the states, if I wanted to apply for a job with the career that I had with my right. seventeen CDs and the music I've written, <laughs> and I'm, 
able, right? Right, right, at and, this stage, yeah. right, yeah. But uh, we decided to stay in Europe. Europe yeah. is a very exciting place in classical music, there's no doubt. And you don't have to travel so far for concerts, right. which was a big plus, especially when you have a family. Sure, you sure. And you can get home after right. a concert. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't nice. have to, yeah. yeah. You know what it's like traveling around the states. Yeah, yeah there's so much space. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Canada, you know, the, the travel is the is the big part. Which is of fantastic. It. So if you have yeah. two or three tours of Canada and the states a year, yeah, that that gave me enough of North America. Sure. <laughs> Even sure. though I love North America, if you know what I mean, though, I could right. Yeah, yeah. Always been able to get home a lot. Yeah. I have a dog knocking at the door. I'm just. Oh, that's gonna... okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we <laughs> and, and do you do you still come back to north america regularly or is that i was coming very regularly yeah. at El corona right um, <laughs> i would be in canada or canada in the states at least five times a year oh wow okay up until two years ago. Sure, sure. <laughs> and this all happens. The beginning of it all, I was, um, I just played in LA with, uh, and was staying with Martha Masters. Oh yeah. And I was planning on taking a little vacation all by myself and renting a car and driving up the coast to San Francisco. Oh yeah. But instead I had to get out of the country immediately. Oh, <laughs> wow. So I, I remember, yeah, I remember because you were you were in Canada and you were you were doing like Facebook Live broadcast or something. Right. Yeah, I remember those. Those were those. Because were I didn't make it back to Germany because I met, um, there was it was you got stranded. So complicated to get a flight back to Frankfurt. Everything went into a big panic, and I just decided if I. I had to wait a week, but then it could be canceled. I had two or three flights canceled in a row. Oh my gosh. And I said, okay, this is getting too strange. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of how serious everything was. All I knew was that my, my flights were canceled and I really had to uh, get out of the States. And I just went to the airport and I was able to get a flight to Canada. So that's where I went. And then when I got to Canada, I had to go into quarantine. And then I realized how serious everything seemed to be. <laughs> and then I saw what was going on in Italy, in New York yeah. at the time. And then it was really terrible. Yeah. That was really terrifying. Yeah. So you just, you just hunkered down and, and waited it out? Yeah. <laughs> I, stayed, I think two months there. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you, it was three as a, again I don't, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and, and and thomas and and your daughter weren't there we were you were staying with your mother if i remember correctly yeah. yeah yeah wow and then i went i went back again and stayed almost six seven months mm. last year. and so i've been back in north america yeah. but not to play because there was nowhere to play. right there's no there's no playing right of course yeah Wow. Of nature. What's that? Lots of walks on the beach. <laughs> so I mean, you're, you're probably back at it and, and, and playing more now, I, I guess. Is that? Uh... Yes, but it's still not full force. Right. Um, lots of little things and mostly local in Germany. I was just in Italy actually last week. And next week, as I said, there's a Koblenz festival in Darmstadt right. and um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, that's, that's not a playing gig, but I'll be listening to the finals of the GFA also in a week and a in, half. In Koblenz? No, no, but we're, it's going to be in Brussels. They've split the finals for the GFA. Oh, two, wow. Okay. And the other two finalists will play in Brussels, but I'm still as a jury member doing it online. Oh watching. my gosh. Yeah, but anyway, it's a system that still makes it as fair as possible for everyone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Yikes. And <laughs> but, but we're doing it. That's that's the thing is, 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 is we're doing it. So and doing it is better than not doing it. So we do it how we can, I guess. <laughs> and I have a guitar quartet that will we begin again in November. And we have duo concerts again and I have yeah. solo concerts again. What's, but what's the quartet? Germany in at this point. What's the quartet? Who's 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 in that? Well, it's an, with another duo, so we're a non. Oh, fun. You know, two duos that come together: Grubler and Makler. Grubler and Makler. Okay. German um, duo from southern Germany. Wonderful musicians. But we haven't seen each other for two and a half years. So wow. It'll be our first playing together concert. Huh. Have you have you done a lot with them? Yes, yeah. we played with different duos uh, in different, they're always projects, but sure. um, well, we've played at least a hundred times together. Oh, great. Wow. And um, Eden Stell duo okay. from um, the UK, we played many years with them and other combinations. Yeah. yeah. And, and what do you do? You put the repertoire together for that for quartet, or is it is it like no, what sure, we do duo duo or? Gal and I, we we all play duos. Okay. Quartets, and I always play solo. I get to be the solo girl. Excellent. <laughs> You're the yeah, star. <laughs> audiences really like that combination. It's sure. Oh yeah. Popular. Okay. And you've written a lot of music too, right? I seem to have yes. <laughs> And uh, like, have you written chamber music? And and are you have you probably written stuff for two guitars? I'd imagine. And and I know that you've written solo stuff. Um, yes, I've tried all kinds of things. Um, lots of solo and duos. And yeah, I wrote a piece for um, uh, bandonium and guitar. And oh, cool! Guitar and voice and guitar. Everything with guitar. I've played with, um, I've written a concerto, but it's more just for fun. All of it is for fun. I'm sure. Um, it just comes out of me. So. Yeah. Did you start um, writing? Like, doing it. was that a conscious thing or did you, how did, how did that happen for you? First, it was unconscious. My brother is a jazz guitarist and he oh, okay. used to tell me, when we were in our young 20s, you know, it's really, you're not a musician unless you can write a tune. <laughs> so learning classical guitar and feeling like a total loser because I can't write a piece, write a melody. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I'll sit down and try. <laughs> so that's how it all started. It's my brother's fault. <laughs> he poked you. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> But yeah, there's no but. I, I yeah. very much enjoy writing. Yes. Do you, do you write like is that part of your active process now? Like, are you are you commonly doing that, or do you have like spurts of creativity and then you don't write for a while, or is it is it kind of all wrapped into your your daily? Well, I've started thing? having people ask me to write pieces for them, and this year I've written um, for Aniello Desiderio. Oh yeah. Great, great Italian guitarist. Yeah. Jorge Caballero asked me for next year. Oh, fantastic. Project he's doing for Austin Guitar Society. Um, yeah, I also wrote a trio for Casas Pazzioles, Soran, Kitchen, okay. and Yellow. And they and I wrote for the Vancouver Guitar Ensemble. Um, oh, yeah. They asked me for a commission for it. So there, I wrote a guitar ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> and the chroma duo, do you know the chroma duo? Uh -huh. Yep, yep. Yeah, and do you know um, Vladimir, um, Vladimir and Irina? Irina. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She played, she played oh, in Columbus not too long ago. Fantastic, fantastic concert. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. They're both fantastic. And they play, they're making a duo CD, and they've okay. asked composers to write pieces for them. So... I keep writing because of that. That's great. I love it. Yes. Yeah. And, and, so you mentioned that you wrote a concerto. Has it, has it been performed? Have you done it? No. Actually, it was supposed to be performed in Romania with an orchestra and Arad. 
last year, but Corona happened. Okay. Boo. <laughs> maybe performed, maybe not. <laughs> you should do it. Come on. <laughs> when the, I can't. I can't think of a the a, a recent guitar concerto. When not one one doesn't come to memory. Like that's oh. it. I, I'm sure people have written them. I just I I haven't been exposed to them. So oh, there's a lot of guitar. Yeah. <laughs> we played New, newer ones. Um. Yes. I mean, we yeah. we recorded quite a few concertos. Gar Gerald Garcia, Jaime Zenemon, Paolo Domeniconi, um, Martin Herrenroder, um, Christian Yost. They all wrote actually concertos from for our duo, the Amadeus. Oh, fantastic! And Roland Dion's fantastic. Oh, wow. He he wrote us a, a, an interesting concerto. Um, based on the Canadian national anthem for Dale, okay. the German national anthem for Thomas, and then he used some Fernando Sor studies that he mixed in there. He made sort of a collage, and he also used, a, used uh, quotes from Piazzolla or character oh, in the last movement. So, uh, yeah, it was very interesting concerto. That's very cool. I, how, how did and I miss that? That's amazing. There would be something completely different, more like he studied with Henze, Hans Werner Henze. Uh -huh. And so his music was uh, very, very different than Roland Dion's. Of course. But we loved both equally. Oh, that's that's so cool. Wow. And you have, you. I think I, you, I heard you say you have 17 recordings. Is that? Oh, we have more, I think. Okay. Over 20 different. Wow. But, yes, of course. Why? <laughs> and then you keep making CDs. So right. Not that many. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you have solo recordings as well. Yeah, I have yeah. seven solo recordings. Okay. Yeah. And, and do you guys, I mean, is that something that you plan to do? Is it, is, is it like a regular part of your schedule? Like, okay, it's time to make the next one, time to make the next one, time to make, or is it just kind of like, hey, it's coming up, let's do it? How do, how, do, how do you guys work that? Well, we just make a new CD when we have new ideas. Okay. <laughs> so we're with Nexos now and okay. we with Hansler, but um, I just brought out a solo CD, which is only my compositions. Okay. That is volume one. That's more of my older compositions and a couple new ones. But I want to make a new CD of the current compositions and yeah, um, get, and also a combination with the duos and um, ensemble pieces. And, and when will that be happening? I don't know yet. I'm I'm just working on the concept. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So what, what was the last what was the last recording that you did? Well, it just came out in okay. May last May. Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, give me some time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and what, what what was on that recording? That was Dale Cavanaugh plays Dale Cavanaugh. Oh, that's the, okay. The, that was that yeah. one. Great. And did you record that in, in Canada? Um, no, in Germany. Okay. So so you record in Germany and send it to, to Naxos and they, they do their thing with it? Yeah, with Nexus is we use Nexus Germany. Oh, you okay? All right. Yeah, because right. Nexus they, is everywhere. Even though the, actually the headquarters is in Hong Kong. Okay, but I thought that I know a lot of the guitar stuff was. was oh, they go to North. No, yeah. We work with the, the German uh, people. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was there were there were oh, other, other guitar things happening other than the. I thought I thought that was all Norbert. Yeah. Very cool. Norbert does great, great work. Oh, it sounds, they sound amazing, yeah. I think Irena just was working with him in the, not so long ago. She was, we were just working together in Italy at the um, Alessandria guitar competition. Okay. There the, the jury worked together and she <laughs> told me many stories. She's <laughs> a woman, I have to say. What's that? She's a wonderful woman. Yeah. Yeah, she was a lot of fun when when she was here. So, very very cool. Um, another question came up. What was I thinking? Um, you mentioned recordings. You mentioned composition. Oh, so 
is is what's the scene like for you guys there um, concert wise? Is it uh, is it mostly festivals or I mean you you perform a lot and I, th I think that probably there's there's a cultural difference in terms of the accessibility of, of classical music to the general public in Europe that, that I don't I don't know that we understand that here in quite the same way. It's it's again it's there are two problems in North America. One is space. That's the biggest problem in history. But of course North America has other music and right. lots of other many different styles and also Fantastic possibility. I mean, the greatest classical musicians all play everywhere in the States and, and the big centers of Canada. But in Europe, uh, there's just, it is more in the tradition. Every little town has a little classical music series. And I've just been honored to be able to play in just about every castle everywhere. <laughs> We've played many, many, many castles and chamber music um, series all over Europe. But Germany, we've played very, very many yeah. concerts, not in the classical guitar scene. Right, right. Okay. Outside of that. Also in festivals. But I like the combination of both. I wouldn't want sure. just to do guitar festivals. I really enjoy playing for people who really know about classical music might be a little bit um, put off at the idea of guitar, but <laughs> are pleased with what they heard. Right. So you're even here, the classical guitar needs to be um, exposed more to more people, but people are pretty educated over here as yeah. far as classical guitar music goes yeah. and, and classical music in general. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little little more integrated, I guess, than... Yes, it's much it more yeah. part yeah. of life. Right. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I used to, I used to explain it to my mother or someone when I went home, it's like, Someone in Germany might might be a taxi driver or a, a truck driver or working at the gas station, but they still would know the symphonies of Beethoven or right. concertos or the operas of whoever. Sure. So, and that isn't so common in Canada anyway. Right. No, yeah. And, and do you think that's, I mean, is that a product of, of how people are educated there or do you think it's just culturally it's there? Like... It, History, it's from yeah. there, it's the tradition. Yeah. People sure. are proud of their, their tradition and their, their history. Yeah. And it's much more common. And you go out to a nice chamber music concert on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Now, let me see if I have this fact straight. <laughs> there are as many people visiting classical music concerts in Germany if you count all of the chamber music and symphony and philharmonic yes. opera concerts, as there are people that fill the soccer stadiums. Wow, really? You, you don't imagine it, but because there are so many yeah. chamber music series and so many orchestras and every city has its own orchestra still, even though that was that changed a lot when the wall came down and there was a change of politics in Germany and less money and um, there were a lot of orchestras that were eliminated and chamber music series that were cut out but still even when they've done that there's still an incredible amount of possibility to perform that's mind-boggling I need mean, to think about that because you know you think of you know, the, the, the football world is, you know, these huge well, stadiums and yeah, yeah. Um, Dortmund is just 20 minutes from here. Right. 80,000 people sit in that stadium. Wow. Wow. You know, that's... that's and that's, that's every single goal. week, I think. <laughs> no, what well, is in season time. It's very regular, isn't it? I don't watch yeah. soccer games. So I don't know. <laughs> 
lot of people go to them. <laughs> wow. So, and did, did you speak German before you went to Europe? Oh, not a word, because I was planning on going to Italy or Spain. Okay. So it just wasn't on my agenda. It wasn't on my radar. But that's what life is. <laughs> Filled with surprises. <laughs> did you um did you, did you take classes or did you just learn it, pick it up? Yeah, I took classes. I, I was very very lucky. I got a, a wonderful stipendium in Switzerland, and they sent me off to a an immersion three month immersion course that was paid with a scholarship. It was wonderful, and uh, that was a big help. Yeah. Do, do you do you speak Spanish or Italian? Um, I try to speak Spanish, but it's terrible. And <laughs> I can understand some Italian, but it's terrible. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, so tell me, tell me about your early days with the guitar and how you were exposed to classical guitar and how all that, that happened for you. Well, I actually began with piano lessons. Okay. And then clarinet and I played oh my gosh. the band in our junior high and senior high all through high school I played in the symphonic band and played electric guitar and I started classical guitar a little later I started guitar with 10 and in my teens I was a multi-instrumentalist so I played okay. in a jazz band in the symphonic band I played in a jazz combo where I played piano and electric guitar, and I also played saxophone. I was completely crazy. <laughs> Let's throw in a mandolin and whatever else you can imagine. Banjo, everything. And I just loved playing everything. But then I realized, well, if you want to get really good at something, you have to make some decisions. Then my brother went to L.A., to study with Lee Rittenauer. I don't know. Oh, Lee yeah. Rittenauer. Wow. And then I wanted to be just like my brother. He's an older <laughs> brother, of course. Little <laughs> and I wanted to be a jazz guitarist. But I didn't know how to do it. So then I started taking some classical guitar lessons to improve my technique. Okay. Now, how did you know to do that? What was, uh, or was it just an accident that, hey, there's, there's this guy, I haven't done this before. I just said, well, you know, there's, I think actually I went to some jazz lessons and they, they said that, I don't remember actually. Okay. Excuse me. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started some classical lessons and... It was mind-boggling and life-changing. And then how, in my- How old were you? I think I was 15. Oh, wow, okay. But, yeah, so I was pretty old. But I, I had a lot of other music in my background. I started piano at five and- Oh, okay. And at seven, so, and- kept were, you, were your parents musical? Instruments the whole time. So. Were, were your parents musical? Um, yes, I'm from a musical family, but not a professional musical family. It's very important that everyone played an instrument and family get-togethers where everyone plays. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of a maritime kind of thing. Sure, I guess it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it wasn't a straight, I started classical guitar at age yeah. <laughs> and that was my life goal. No, it wasn't my life goal. I like music. Like music yeah. was my life goal. And then um, in my hometown, which is a small university town in Canada where I grew up, Oscar Gillia played a concert. Uh. And it was one of my first really uh, really life-changing concerts as far as classical guitar goes yeah and, and how, how long had you been playing at that time and i'd have to grow up and study with him someday <laughs> and i did that's what i did i set a goal and i followed it oh that's cool that's amazing and so had, had, you had started playing by that time when you saw him play i just started but i still wasn't 
those series about classical guitar. That's I think after that concert, I think he really changed wow. my my whole direction. It was a great concert. Yeah, huh? I remember it to this day. That's fantastic. That is, that's really great. And you were just, that's it. You're sold. Selling my saxophone. Forget this piano business. Clarinet's out the window. I have a clarinet. They're all here. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when, when did you last play your clarinet? Uh, well, uh, it's not so long ago. No more than a month ago, but it's not wow. something regularly. <laughs> I use it now as therapy because, you know, with the, the clarinet and saxophone, that you have long notes. Mm -hmm. So you can just make these beautiful long notes that you just have to imagine on the guitar, don't you? Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you do <laughs> have to. And if you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I wish people would imagine it more. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. You know, it's, and actually, it's, it's, it, that, again, makes sense because, you know, that's one of the things when, when I heard you play, I thought, legato, wow. I mean, that's, that's you, you do that very well. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to hear, but now it, it all makes sense. I'm putting the puzzle together. No. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's very, very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything else that you, that you want to talk about or let us know? I know? I know something that we should do because I'm terrible at this. I'm always really, I always forget about this until the last moment. If people want to know more about you, where in, in the World Wide Web can we, can we do these things? If people want to know more about me? Yes, like do you have a website? Do you oh have, yes, of course. Yeah. GailCavanaugh.com and all my music is in Apple Music or Spotify. Excellent. Um, not all of it, but the, a very, Fine representation. Yeah. How are you doing with the whole streaming thing? What do, have you figured this out? Pretty much of the streaming thing. I probably should get onto it. I keep saying I will, and I don't. <laughs> uh, and I was going to make a YouTube channel and all of this, and I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> As you you must have seen on the Facebook when the when the first lockdown happened, and I was in quarantine. And as I said, I just came from L.A., so um, I decided to do just a short little piece every single day for... Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. I mean, 14, then I went on for 21 days instead of 14 because it was fun. <laughs> but if you're only playing a little three-one movement, and uh, you can't play the longer pieces because, you know, people don't want longer right. pieces. Right. So... I did that, but then, of course, that was just from my iPhone in the basement of my mother. Right. And it was fun. I really had a great time. But a lot of people are making professional streaming right. uh, concerts. I, I, have, I have done streaming concerts, and our duo has done streaming mm -hmm. concerts, but we don't really enjoy it. It's a very weird thing. You know, yeah. Like, people you know, really enjoy it. I don't. I don't. Yeah. It, it's it's a strange thing to be sitting in an empty room all by yourself and like you know people are watching and but there's no there's little to no feedback and if you if you're you know able to see the screen and, and read people's comments and respond to them it's it's just it's very weird it's very very strange but on the other hand I you know I, I, I did one I was scheduled to do a, a concert locally um, in April of, of 2020 and so I had the program ready I was ready to go and then you know like three weeks beforehand it all hell broke loose and, and it was no good and I said well I got this program I might as well do it online and it was yeah it was just bizarre but like I had 450 people watching and I've never played to a live audience of 450 people in my life so it, you know it was like well that's cool you know <laughs> well I mean I, I suppose if, if things continued I would eventually break down and start doing more streaming concerts but I keep waiting for real concerts to happen. Right. And I think the atmosphere of the hall is so important. Oh, yeah. It's really a magical hall. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing better. Thinking of Roland Dion's again, because he was, he was a close friend and he, I found him an absolute 
amazing artist. Yeah. He would, because we, we have a festival, so we organized many concerts for great players. He would always be three to four hours before the concert in the hall. Mm -hmm. He didn't even have to be actually in the room, but he had to be in the building and mm -hmm. at the building. He believed in that. Yeah. Um, when, when he, when he I, played I here in Columbus, he, he sat, in, sat in the green room and, and improvised for hours before the concert. And I thought, I'd be exhausted. How does he do this? You know, but it was, yeah, it was, he was, he wanted to be there like, yeah, three hours beforehand. And, and he came in the hall and, and he stood there on the stage for, and just, just felt the space, you know, just yeah. didn't say a word, didn't make any noise, just, just stood there for several minutes, just kind of feeling the space out. And it was, it was, it was very cool. And he tried to do that at every concert everywhere makes a lot of sense yeah well it doesn't need to be four hours <laughs> <laughs> i'd fall asleep <laughs> but i do like the energy of a concert hall yeah absolutely yeah maybe i can learn the other way not too. Well, I think i think there's probably some way that we can i mean now that everybody's kind of gotten over the technology hump. I mean, it, that's the, that's a funny thing too about about what happened with the pandemic is you know none of this technology is new. We just started using it. You know, I, yeah. And it's 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 been there. It's just sort of like okay, well, I guess we're doing this now. So, and I think well, you know, maybe we you know if if things get back to where people are more comfortable doing things, maybe maybe we can maybe we can do both. Maybe like you know it'll just be a regular feature for people to have live concerts. And also streaming them at the same time. Well, and, you know, I think why, why not? that is absolutely fine. You have your concert, and they also stream it, so you can have a larger audience. That's yeah. fantastic. But then you still have the energy of the concert right. and right. audience that gives you feedback. Right. It's better better for everyone. <laughs> but it, everyone did the best they could for the circumstance. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, that's been something that. You know, pretty much across the board, everybody I've talked to that, that, that that's a that's a thread that we've we've kind of kind of thrown around is is that uh, you know here this thing happened, but we're creative people and we'll keep being creative and just find different ways to do it, and that's that's it. That's that's. I mean, it didn't it didn't shut anybody down. You know, it's just it's like yeah. well, okay, we're doing something different now, and this is this is kind of cool. And and I think for for some folks, there's there's been some surprisingly, um, I guess you know, really good things that have happened, silver lining things, you know, that, that you couldn't have expected were, were going to happen. And it's like, and that's, that's cool. That's, that's really good. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can, we can carry these things forward. And I, yeah, <laughs> but again, what is, what is time? <laughs> I have to say, I have done a lot of online jury work for all yeah. these competitions. And um, it's been wonderful that everyone's played great and I've enjoyed it and I will continue doing it whenever I'm asked but I still think it's very important especially for competition when they can be live it's yeah it's still different for them too absolutely absolutely it, yeah an audience and a jury right in front of you mm -hmm. in different. real time yeah yeah and you, you've done quite, quite a bit of Playing some just amazing playing. <laughs> just it's, wonderful things are happening. Yeah, with the young players today. It's it's unimaginable. Like I, I it's it, it's it's mind blowing. I mean, the, the the young players that nobody's heard of, were just you know, just starting out are are playing now at a level that, you know. There weren't professional people playing at that level when, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's, it's, the time has come. Basu Uttar has really, really become something very fantastic. And you've, you've done quite a bit of, of that, that jury work, listening and, and judging competitions. I mean, yes. do, do you have do you have one at at Isalone? Is there is there a competition yes, associated yes, with that? Okay. Isalone also yes. Yeah. So over the years, what, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on what you've seen happen in that whole competition world and, and advice for people? And, and well, now advice. there's a million competitions. I absolutely support competitions because how else 
can someone be exposed? It's yeah. so hard to be heard. And in a competition, you're playing for a panel of professional people. Um, I got my start by uh, the prizes, the few competitions I did. I only did a few. I only did five international competitions in my life, but I was successful at all of them. Good except for you. <laughs> but the people from the juries at that time really helped me huh. in my career. Okay. They supported me and, and told me where to go to find management or or concerts or offered me different festival opportunities and then I built it from there. So doing those few competitions, I would have done more, but my career started and I had too many concerts, so I didn't need them anymore. So I was very, very lucky. Now there's millions of competitions, so we have professional competition players. Right. What? They go, they earn their money. Yeah. If they play great, they get their prize. They're hurt again. We remember them more. I don't know what will happen in their future because there's so many great players. Yeah. But, but why not? Sure. What's wrong with it? A friend of mine, he said... I support it. A lot of, some people say, oh, competitions, you know, the juries can, juries can be so stupid and they want this and <laughs> Yeah, but if you go to 25 different competitions, you're bound to get a couple juries that are going to like you if you're a great player. Right. <laughs> it's going to work out. Yeah, it's law, just, law of averages, right? Yeah. yeah, some funny things happen in juries, but most of the ones I've been on, they really try to be fair. There's still huge differences in opinions. and Sure. Well, they're people. That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And the bigger the jury, the clear the picture can be yeah, yeah. um well maybe not clear but <laughs> democratic <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so and and um i think you know, it makes me think of a friend of mine referred to you know you mentioned the you now we have professional competitors right he, he said it's like the pga you know <laughs> Like the professional golf association, okay, where they're all, all going to go to this city and play this competition, and then you know, and there's just a handful of people that are winning them and that kind of thing, and, and that's what they do. So, um, so you, and you you had mentioned uh, back in in your competition days when you were doing that 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 uh, that it helped you helped you to get management going on. Are you are you, are you still working with management, or you do your your own booking? Well, How does that work? It helped me, maybe not with well, it helped me with different agents. There was yeah. Just by chance, there were agents at the competitions and just helped me get started. Uh, the competitions today, I don't, I don't know. It, it depends on who's at, at them. Some, sometimes right. there's management, sometimes there, there's definitely, for the guitar world, the connection there. To right. get out of the guitar world, a lot of these guitar competitions don't, attract the outer world yeah are for the guitar and that that could be improved yeah. that could really be improved a competition like the AR, ARD competition which I was also in the jury of that's in Munich is a very big uh, from the radio station in Munich international competition where they have piano and they have every instrument and they pick three or four instruments per year and they hadn't had guitar for 20 years, but they brought wow. it back. But a competition like that is going to have managers, agents, right. uh, and magazines, and all kinds of sure. people from the outer world of the classical guitar. So those kind of competitions are definitely attractive. Right. But, yeah, everyone's doing the best they can. Sure, sure. Yeah, and and have you have you and you and Thomas have you have you worked with management yourself or do you do, you do your own bookings? Managements, and we don't really use management anymore because we okay. have a connection and a networking system. And you come into the certain areas in Germany that an agent organizes the concerts of that um, okay. area. Sure. And then you work with an agent for those. Okay. 
tour for a certain year. So there's all kinds of different possibilities. That kind of thing we still do, but not a main manager who, no, Thomas is our manager. He's a fantastic yeah. man. <laughs> and how, how much time do you think he spends a day doing that kind of work? The system um, runs now. It, okay. You know how to do it. Uh, in the beginning, he spent a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. And perseverance. And a lot of enthusiasm is necessary. That's a lot of work. <laughs> but if you can do it yourself, I still think it's the best. Yeah. Because you get profits. Right, right, sure. Sure. I think I think the world has has changed in that way. I mean, I think it's, it's you, you see a lot more, um, you know, even at very high level, people who are who are doing it themselves now rather than well because of the networking and the internet and especially once you have established a name, it's not the same as when you're starting out. In in the beginning, you need people to help you. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's overwhelming to practice eight or nine hours a day and do six hours of management work. Right. Yeah. Or seven. Yeah. I remember, I remember like, you know, that was all, when I started, it was all telephone work and oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. I hated it. You know, yeah. Like being, being on the telephone for eight hours a day, it was, it was no fun. Yeah. I love, I loved it when email happened. <laughs> Amazing that we had concerts at all. How did that work? <laughs> Maybe that's why the level of playing has increased, is because people have time to practice now, because they don't have to call everybody all the time. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> awesome. So, any other questions do you have? No, I, I, no. do you have any questions for me? <laughs> Well, how's life over there on the other side of the ocean? You know, um, you know, happy, happy to be on this side of of, of the of the turf. Um, <laughs> happy, happy to have continued to be able to work in some measure during all of the mess. My my students have been extremely generous and wonderful and very tolerant of the of the situation. So, um, you know, that was that was that was a good thing. Um, that I, I don't know if you if you were doing much online teaching during all of the mess, but uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a really hard way to do what we do. Um, just the, you know, the inability to hear what you need to hear. And, and I, I missed playing with my students. Like that, I, I, I never realized how much time in their lessons I was spending playing with them. And, and that went away, you know, it just completely went away. And, and it's, a, it's a very strange thing. Um, but yeah. we're back to back to teaching in person again. Um, although the uh, in, in in this area of the world, they're saying that that when people are together in rooms, we should still be wearing masks. So that's that's kind of fun. Here um, too. Here yeah. too. The poor little kids in oh, in I can't even imagine elementary school that have to wear masks and then they get a cold or something. Let's not even go there. Uh, <laughs> it's really horrible <laughs> all the time. No, are, do you do any private teaching in, in addition to the... Um, no, no. Good for you. <laughs> well, I am actually very busy, very busy. So, no, I haven't been doing private, no. Yeah. Have you done that in the past? Years ago. Yeah. It's been a long time to do private. I did a mentor for the GFA this year, a lovely player from Bangkok. That, that was sort of private, but that was wow. it. Normally, I, I don't do it. Is that a new program that they're doing? Yeah, they're doing um, for young, talented children of color. Okay. Uh, all around the world. Oh, fantastic. They're providing lessons from uh, virtuosic players, I guess, right. or players with names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a very good program. She was very, very good. Huh. Wow. Very, very How old was she? Well, I think, I didn't ask, actually. I think 20. Okay. So not a, not a kid, but a no, 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 young no. adult, yeah. I mean, we're talking very good, fine playing, like Hemistera. Okay, wow. 
plate. Yeah. So. Very cool. Well, that's that's yeah. That, that, and that again, something that I always forget to to talk about. One of the, one of the things that I've been trying to do is make sure that I'm I'm talking to people who aren't just white American males, and um, that you qualify, <laughs> you know. Um, so and and. I've, 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 I've been trying to ask folks too, I mean, your experience as, as, a, as a woman might be different from an experience that somebody who's not a woman um, has had in this world of classical guitar. And, 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 and I always like to pick people's brains on that and um, ask, ask if you can share some of, of your experience that way and some of your thoughts and how, how that's been for you. Well, I've always tried to look at myself as a human and as far as the guitar goes I've never looked at myself with gender okay <laughs> it's, it, for me it's sort of weird why what does <laughs> have to do with whether you're a man or a woman yeah or although uh the classical guitar world was for many years fairly male orientated shall we say sure there are a lot of great women players. Yeah. And in my day, there were also not as many, but some very strong, strong women players. So what can I tell you? <laughs> so it was, it, for you, it wasn't something that it just wasn't, it wasn't on the top of your mind, wasn't something that you were you were concerned about no yeah. i was concerned about it i just still to i guess my opinion is it i don't think it should ever be considered male or female of course yeah. i was upset when i heard that an audition you know like for symphony concerts uh, berlin philharmonic or vienna it was, was it the 80s before they even let women? Right, unbelievable, yeah. Be in their orchestra. I, I don't have the correct dates in my mind, but yeah. those kind of things upset me a lot. And of course, women have to really, uh, there's unfairness. That's just the way the world has been. Yeah. So you just roll with it and... And, and off you go. I rolled with it. I just always felt I'm a musician. Yeah. And if you look at me as a female musician, or of, of course I'm going to sell myself with the pictures of me being in a dress and yeah. with my hair nice, and I love wearing makeup. Is there something wrong with that? I also no. love makeup, but I, a musician is a musician. It has nothing to do with male or female. I just can't get my head around why, why that would be differentiated. It's just, sure. it's not like sports. Of course, in sports, we might not have the muscles of right. the man, but in music, we can do matter. everything Absolutely. that the man can do. So there should be, it shouldn't even be a discussion. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Nice, yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, there's a lot of great, strong women players now that are just not taking any, any crap. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's awesome. Don't take any crap. So, and I think a part of it too, you know, people talk about, you know, young people, right? I mean, if, if you're a young per person and you look into a field that you have an interest in and you don't see anybody that looks like you, how do you, I mean, is, how do you process that? Whereas if you do see someone such as Dale Cavanaugh, here's this highly successful person and she's a woman, I'm a young woman, I can be like that. I mean, I think, I think that's important. I think that's, that's something that- Yeah, it is important. Know. And I've been very, very happy to have um, a fair number of female students in my class that have come to me actually because I am a woman. Right. But- that would also be, so there's different reasons for that too. Yeah. Not just looking up to me as a woman. Maybe they had had problems studying with a man, or maybe uh -huh. um, well, it's a, it's they just need to hear from a yeah. woman. Right. 
And you, can, and you can support those people, which is fantastic. It's, it's you know, yes. it's, yeah. it's great that they, they, they you're giving them that opportunity that, you know, that maybe didn't exist so much in, in, in the past. You know? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> well, I hope you're going to edit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, well, we can talk about that, but I, 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 I think, I think it's been great. <laughs> Dale, I really appreciate your time. I, 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 it's been a joy to talk to you, and and great to see you again. And hopefully, I can see you in person before the next decade goes by. Um, I do hope that he is a duo or I as a soloist would be back in the states very soon because. It's time. It's time to get out there again. I agree. <laughs> so, but I, I, I thank you for your time. It's been it's been a real pleasure. Okay, thank you. This is Carl Wolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. <laughs>